Welcome to a special edition of the Provoke and Inspire podcast. We had the privilege of sitting down with Brian Head Welch from the band Corn to talk a little bit about what he's been up to and how he deals with the haters. But before we get into that, I want to let you know about an exciting opportunity within Steiger. We have something called Revolutionary Week. This is an intense and life-changing week that will inspire you to have a passionate faith in Jesus and to share that with the global youth culture. There will be times of prayer, worship, and powerful teaching. Following that, we'll be heading out to one of the most chaotic open-air festivals in Europe, drawing more than 800,000 people called Polish Woodstock. You'll have the opportunity to go and share the love of Jesus with people that desperately need to hear about him. The dates are July 27th to August 4th. For more information, go to steiger.org slash rweek. You were called to make the world brighter, to run on the front lines, to cast vision where it had not yet landed. You were not gifted to be a random burst of energy, but a consistent force that enables the world to hear beauty, see potential, and write stories in a way that points the world to Jesus. Provoke and inspire. All right, well, joining us on the Provoke and Inspire podcast, we have, I want to say a regular, I would say semi-regular, we have Brian Head from Corn. We are very excited to have you with us again. I Maybe miss you guys. Awkwardly. I miss you too. <laughs> How's it going, man? What you up to? It's going good. I'm uh, A lot's going on, um, but, but, uh, but it's good. And, you know, like uh, me, and, me and Aaron had a good time. Yeah, and in uh, in Japan, and so uh, so I think we're going to talk a little bit about that. Yeah. But yeah, I've been resting in the in the Smoky Mountains uh, in Tennessee, Pigeon Forge, Tennessee. Nice. All right. Yeah. Well, well we're in Siberia. Well, actually, Minnesota, and it's like <laughs> it's like four hundred below zero right now, and yeah. uh, like fourteen feet of snow. Yeah, I didn't take my four hundred. Uh, I yeah. didn't know four hundred below zero was possible. That's yeah. crazy. In Minnesota, it's possible. There's like, I saw a bird. He just was like completely frozen to a branch yesterday, and then he <laughs> fell and broke into a million pieces all over the parking lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Steve was telling me the other day. This guy from our our band. He was uh, he saw this goose and it landed in his in his lawn and it just looked pissed. It was just like, what is this? I came all the way from Mexico for I know. this. I know. So be glad you're not here. Be glad you're not here. Yeah, nature's pretty upset. So okay. uh, for those that you do, that don't know, uh, so we, Steiger and, and Brian, we've kind of been partnering together for a few years now. Um, God kind of brought us together in a really cool way. And uh, we have this this opportunity to, you know, as Brian's on the road with corn, um, we've been able to come alongside him. You know, he really has a heart, obviously, for, for being able to tell people about Jesus. Um, so we'll do these events, and we've done them all over the world. Uh, we'll, we'll invite people to, you know, he'll invite people to, to hear more about his story. Uh, and then we'll often connect with some local believers there, local people within our mission. Uh, and it's been awesome. And so we've been able to do that all over the world. Aaron, uh, as Brian briefly mentioned, Aaron was with him in Japan. Um, so maybe you could tell us a little bit about that. Like, how, how was your time in Japan? What was your, your feeling about, about the people there and, and anything maybe cool that, that came about during that event? Oh, my gosh. Uh, well, I got the flu. Uh, so that's good. Yeah, I mean, like I heard you were like almost dying. Is that true? It was it was really bad in the morning, and then uh, once I popped some Advil, and I went to the doctor beforehand, and so 
I was, I was, I really, you know, when you're little and you have those memories of like laying on the couch and you got that just horrible fever. That's what I felt like. I was like, wanted my mommy. Kippy's still little. And so, but I, I started my uh, Tamiflu. They had some of that Japanese style. Yeah. And uh, I took a bunch of Advil and just went for it. And I knew it that that God's powers manifest in weakness. Yep. So it was perfect timing to just, uh, you know, I was like, oh, cool. This is supposed to happen. But I was kind of pretty discouraged because I had gotten the flu February 3rd in America. Wow. And so I just yeah, went over sense. to Japan and got it two months later. And so oh, no. I was bummed. But at the same time, I know this stuff is supposed to happen. So it's, it doesn't really shock me. So... Brian, Nigel wants to know if you were sick during the show or just when you were going to do that event to tell people about Jesus. I played the show. I went home. I, I didn't feel too hot. And then I woke up the next day with the flu. Okay. Oh. So just in case you're confused, Nigel is our real fictitious character that is frequently referenced on this podcast for no particular reason. I love you, Nigel. <laughs> Nigel loves you too, Brian, but he can't say it because he's a silent clown. So Okay. But I love him. Yeah, it, I know. I know. So, so did uh, despite obviously having to persevere through the flu, were there? I mean, what what's kind of your your perception of of Japanese young people? Did did any were there any cool stories of God moving things happening on that night, or were you just kind of hanging in there and trying to survive? Um, I've I really love the fact that people were raising their hands when I when I when I asked them if they want to invite Jesus in and. Uh, into their souls, you know, and they were raising their hands and Japanese people are very kind and, uh, some, sometimes shy. And so I saw a lot of people's hand barely going up and I was like, I see your hand, I see your hand. And uh, so that was cool. And then when we were giving away the gospel of John, uh, people were just coming up and, and grabbing it. And, and it was cool because I was like, you search this out for yourself and you will find the meaning of life answered. I promise you, you search it out. You don't just try it one day. You come and search it out, you know. And so when you challenge people like that and you tell them you have the answer for the meaning of life, you know, they're, it was it was cool because some people have, you know, it, it depends where you're at, and you know, but some people have walls up still when you say that. And uh, But these people seem to be open. And so it was really cool. There are some crazy-looking people like me with some dreadlocks and, and bleached bleached dreadlocks this girl and this guy i remember um that were one of the first ones to respond i was told and uh i love that because you know i love that the holy spirit would just move on you know the 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 wild ones like we all are you know yeah yeah Yeah, that's cool no i think it's uh it was really cool that you were really wanting to do that because uh aaron told me that you were really more nervous about that than the actual show um yeah i'm not, i don't get nervous at shows at all anymore i just uh i just go and play but um but yeah it was just like you know because you have you have the uh, translator is that what you call it? interpreter whatever yeah, it's called tra- uh, yeah translator. you have that and then you know i was told that people are just you know you know it's a really hard country so i was you know, I was I wasn't really nervous, but I was more nervous than the show, definitely. And uh, but it went it went well. You know, it went well, and uh, I just love I'm in love with the Japanese people. I've I've been for a long time. 
Yeah, uh, we're looking at doing a tour there later this year, so we're very excited about that too. That's but awesome. Guess, yeah. But um, so do you find that? I mean, have you found this before? Like when you're going to do something where you're going to tell people about Jesus, you know, it's one thing, like you said, when you're just doing your, your show, but when you know you're going to be actually telling people about Jesus, do you go through a battle every time? Because it's it's that way for me. Anytime I, I'm going to do anything that has to do with telling people about Jesus, I always go through some kind of battle. Do you experience that? Is that a normal thing for you? Oh, yeah. That's, that's, that's the norm, especially like the bigger the 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 impact or the um the more hard the ground is it's like you know maybe you don't see a, a huge sweep of the spirit like you want to but you're 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 plucking away at the blockages that are you know slowly and surely and so you gotta you gotta come you gotta you gotta come into um face to face with some maybe uh demonic structures over the land you know and so it's mm. so but you're but you're you're making a bigger hole every time you do it and so so I, I appreciate it though because, you know, the Lord has shown me over and over that is, when you're weak, He is strong. So the yeah, battle, yeah. the battle always comes. I don't like it. We don't like it, do we? But no. But uh, but we still do it because it's it's Scripture. He told us that it was going to happen, and we just fight through it. And so yeah. the one thing I get nervous about is like because I know God has can move powerfully. And I know that, like I've seen him move on one person. Um, I've I, I've seen I've seen it to where it's seemingly none, <laughs> and I've seen yep. him move on like everybody. So yep. my nervousness is kind of like, what? How is God going to manifest? And so yeah. I'm like, God, I really want you to just move on everybody like you've done. I don't want that one person thing, you know. <laughs> I don't yeah. know why, but I get nervous about it. I'm like, I just. Ugh, it's frustrating and it's it's like sometimes it's frustrating and sometimes it's just all joy because because you just see see the impact you know yeah is that the same for you yeah i would say it is it's i'm always wanting to see a huge breakthrough i don't want to just see one person respond and sometimes if i do i get kind of depressed afterwards it's like if i don't see a the kind of response that i'm praying for right uh, I, it'll make me think, did I not preach well? Did I not pray enough? You know, I'll, I'll kind of have this battle in my head. Yeah. And I'll need someone to tell me it was cool. It was all right. Because I'll have all these voices telling me I didn't prepare yeah. enough or, I, you know, I, I think, you know, one, one thing that kind of relates to what you're saying, Brian, and what you're saying as well, David, is that I, I think people who haven't been in this position, who don't know what it's like to, to, you know, have an opportunity to stand up in, in a very public way or have a platform where you're going to share the gospel, just that you're coming up against such a spirit. You're coming yeah. up against such a, some, you know, powers and principalities that are so opposed to what you're going to do that there's this weight involved in that. And it's weird because you'll feel all of this, you know, insecurities and fears and worry before. And then when you do it, there can also be kind of that crash afterwards where then, then you kind of get those lies in your head about, ah, uh, you know, what am I doing? Is this even having any impact or kind of like what you were saying, David, with, you know, you kind of get this, you kind of put more weight on yourself than you should in terms of the response or the results. And so there's such a battle and, and kind of related to that, Brian, I wanted to ask you, you know, I feel like the the bigger your platform, the, the battle can just grow and the, the intensity of the, the opposition can grow. And even within this podcast, you know, we're God, by God's grace, we're really growing. But we've also seen as a result of that more opposition, 
more criticism, more, you know, just more things coming against us. And so one thing I wanted to ask you as someone who probably deals with this all the time, how have you managed to stay strong with all of that, the fight that you go through with the criticism from people, just within the spiritual battle, the things in your own head, kind of how have you been able to navigate that? Um, I think David would agree with this, this intimacy. Yeah. And, you know, when when you get to that place where you feel like it's just you and him, you know, because he makes billions of people, you know, who are who are going after intimacy with him, however many that is, he makes you feel sometimes that it's just you and him, you know. And so... So and um, I so that helps intimacy helps um, blocking people off of Facebook really makes me happy <laughs> getting rid of them. <laughs> now, uh, and I don't read comments and but sometimes oh, cool. you have to to get rid of the religious people yeah. you know but uh, but you know it's just I think the more uh, the more attacks that I've had on on my calling and my character and all that stuff is the stronger I get and the thicker skin I get but it still hurts you know and it's still Actually, it just makes me angry now. It's just like, mm-hmm. you know, but I don't give in to the anger. I'm just like, oh, my gosh. And I th- then a quick prayer for the person. Lord, set them free from this to the spirit. And, bl- you know, I just bless them, you know, yep. bless them. And I speak blessings all over their lives and freedom from in yep. every way. And let God deal with them, you know. But And then also thank God because all the persecution that you get from other Christians, um especially like that, yeah, that means Christians, you're growing, you're going to grow when the Israelites got persecuted in, in Genesis, they multiplied. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, I just look at it like that, but it's hard. You know, what about you yeah. guys? Like how is it? So you've seen a lot more now. Is it hard? How do you guys feel about it and deal with it? Yeah. Well, Ben cries like a little girl when it happens. <laughs> and then he's like, Oh, what are we going to do? You know, it's like, come on, man. Uh, and then but, I just then, hit the gym, you know? Yeah, Nigel just burns their house down and then asks forgiveness. <laughs> you know, Nigel. so everyone has their <laughs> everyone has clown? their way. I, mean, uh, I don't on. know what it is. But, yeah, I mean, I think that if you're going to really be a true, authentic follower of Jesus, you're going against the culture. And most of your attack comes from within. You know, people who... You know, like Paul, he talks about how he was shipwrecked and stoned and beaten and all this stuff. And then he says at the end, and then on top of all of that, I had to deal with the churches. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Which is probably worse than being shipwrecked, let's yeah. be honest. So I don't know. I think you don't want to get cynical, right, Brian? You don't want to—I mean, how do you know what comments to respond to, or how do you how do you do that? You know what I mean? Uh, I don't respond to the religious spirit because— you're talking that has to be cast out and I don't want to talk to a demon. <laughs> yeah. And oh, so, so I don't respond. I just, uh, you know, it just sometimes maybe if the Lord like, you know, puts, you know, leads me or something like, Hey, I love you. I'm praying for you. That's not, you know, it's not getting anybody anywhere to talk like that or to, to accuse like that. Yeah. But I, I usually just turn my head and block them and just, you know, act like they weren't there because, because mm-hmm. it, it helps me deal with it. But yeah, they're, they're just, I call them keyboard gangsters yeah. and they're, cause yeah. they wouldn't, they wouldn't come to your event no, and tell you like all, all their bold statements to your face and talk to you like that because they're just, they're, they're really bold and mean, you know, online and right. it's, it's unfortunate, you know, I've done that stuff before in the past, dude, when I first got saved, coming off of drugs and, you know, yeah. I was like, e- e- 
angry emailing my managers, my corn managers at the time and telling them mm-hmm. they need Jesus and all this. So I was, I was crazy. So I try to have a little bit of a, you know, a little bit of mercy for them too. <laughs> yeah. 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 I think the thing that can get to you is it can take a lot of your attention and, and yeah. energy instead of spending time seeking God and preparing for what God is asking you to do. you you can, it can like consume you in the wrong way, get you focused on, on things that you shouldn't be focused on. I think yeah. that's a, can be a huge distraction. Yeah. And I think that's the biggest thing for me is that I'm not even, I'm, I'm, uh, aware enough of my own humanity that I know I need to, there's things I can grow in, right? I'm desperately in need of Jesus and his grace and mercy. So it's not, it's not that I just shut it all out because I don't think I need to change, but it's, it's that it ultimately doesn't really lead to change. I don't think, you know, Jesus's model for confrontation was one-on-one, was in-person, was within community, you know, that, that the comments were not motivated just to hurt, but they were actually motivated to, to help. And then I come to a brother because I, I love him and I want to see him grow. So that's where the, the motivation is coming from to speak. And, and like you said, with the keyboard gangsters, it's none of that. It's, they don't care. They Half the time, they don't even really take the time to know who you are or what you're doing. It's more just about firing darts, and they could care less about you or if you even responded to the criticism. So I think for me, it's, the, it's that it's not a productive you know, source of sanctification. That, that should happen within a community where people have the guts to love you and speak to you face-to-face. And so then I think it's okay to just shut it out because it's not it's not motivated out of love and it's not even really going to help me become more like Jesus. It's just going to take my focus away from him and from the mission that he's called me to. So I, I kind of feel like that's my my response to all of this. That's good. Uh, I I agree. I agree with you. It's a it's just part of the battle, you know. And it's a Jesus said if they persecuted him, they'll persecute us. And those were supposed to be his people persecuting him. So. Yeah, yeah. It's just yeah. he told he didn't say that it wouldn't happen. He said it would. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's true. It's yeah, true. so so segueing kind of onto a onto a different topic, um, and uh, you know this one's obviously pretty tough. But you you posted a video. I mean, now it's been a while. Um, kind of related to your your sadness and your frustration over over some of the the, the recent suicides that had happened to people that are very dear to you. Um, and and then you you know going to Japan, which has one of the highest suicide rates in the world, and then in general, it just seems to be such a such a huge problem in the world. Um, maybe specifically related to kind of the world you live in. Why is it that, from your perspective, when these people that that the world says they have everything, right? They have everything that people are are striving after. You know, why is it that this is happening? What I mean, there's obvious answers, but but is there something that that maybe the average I don't say average in a worth sense, but person that's not at that level doesn't understand about the pressure and the difficulty of, of, of being famous, of being in, in having that kind of platform. Yeah, it's, it's pretty crazy. And last year was a shock to shock to the world with, uh, mm. you know, because the suicides that happened last year were, there were shock waves in, in all, in all of the world and the, in online and everything, the people that, because yeah. it was just like, so, just shocking is the word you know it was out of nowhere there was you know there's one right after another and and so it was just devastating and the grieving and so close to home with uh with my friends and we're all like friends you know and so 
in this community, you know, this rock world, we're all friends. And, yeah. and so there was just all kinds of reactions, you know, and, uh, yeah. and the problem is that, I mean, you guys have been out on the road. All it is, you guys do it too. You set up, mm-hmm. it's just, it's all the same. You know, when you get to a huge level, yep. it's just the same. It's it's like you're, all, the only thing is that you got bigger production, you got more people working for you and you got, and you have bigger shows and more fans there, but. And you ride in a nice, uh, you don't ride in a crusty van. And I'm very thankful for that. <laughs> we talked about that. Yeah, we talked about yeah. that, but you, you made me think of that. That's, I thought you were bringing that up on purpose. Yeah, no, no, no. We talked to rub about it that, in. But, uh, <laughs> but I'm telling you, because sometimes, you know, the road gets hard. And David told yeah. me at one point, he's like, well, we do it in a van. <laughs> and i'm like i am the biggest like complainer you know i i need to shut my mouth and he's it's right like the jacuzzi's not warm you know when's the masseuse gonna get here yeah, lars is late where's again lars my shoulder rub i'm not paying that guy anymore <laughs> and I, I told man my, my butler was just so like not on his game last two i years. know it's just unbelievable you you're suffering man no but what i told what I told Jesus, I'm like, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be, uh, a no longer music's, um, I'm gonna be the roadie in heaven, and I'm gonna go all over the universe. In heaven, you in can heaven. start now, dude. You don't have to wait to heaven. <laughs> well, well, he, I gotta get a word from him. But anyway, back to the. <laughs> let's get serious, Ryan. Yeah, sorry, you just derailed us, David, as usual. Sorry, sorry, sorry man. Sorry. Well, you know, joy is our strength, though, so it's good to laugh too. But you know, I just think that it's 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 when they say it's lonely at the top. You know, it's a true statement because I've, you know, we were at the top in in the '90s in the music game, and we we know every so many people that are on the top, and it's just it's 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 a it's a lonely thing sometimes because here's here's the thing: you get all your dreams come true, you get everything you wish for. And when you get there, you just realize, like, it's it's not the answer. You yeah. didn't find the answer and the meaning for life. And then you run out of things to do and buy. Mm-hmm. And then you just, if you don't have God, where you find the answer for life, you're just like, what now? Yeah. What now? I've achieved life. What now? Yeah. Um, so this is it? This is it? You know what I mean? And yep. so the ego has to die and the true self needs to be uh, born. And so when it does that, doesn't happen, you can just, you know, some of these guys just, they, they, they stay in, in depression and everything and they fight that. And man, I just, I want a big awakening to happen. And yeah. all my brothers, you know, th- there's a lot of movements happening with mental health and everything. And I'm, I'm so like, I'm so stoked, you know, but you yeah. know, I just I'm gonna just be talking about Jesus is the answer. He's the he will put his life in you and start yeah. to cru- crush that depression. And so that's that's my answer. But all the mental health thing, all that stuff is good too. You know, that'll everything will help. Yeah. Well it definitely I'd imagine it ramps up the urgency, right? Because I mean, we all have people in our lives that we interact with and, and you know, we they may be at varying stages of, of their journey spiritually maybe they're very far away from god or coming there but you just never know you you know and and i think part of it part of what the 
the uh, mental health movement is doing is trying to say that it's okay to be honest about what you're feeling because maybe as in certain scenes, especially to be a guy is to be tough and to not to maybe talk about that and to not be honest or vulnerable. And that's part of the problem is that, you know, the, what's the quote, you know, most men leave lead lives of quiet desperation. It's that they're, they're desperate, you know, and they're, they're crying out, but they're just, they're doing it internally. And so you don't see it until all of a sudden you have these, these horrible events that happen. Um, so part of it is about having the conversation, but then we actually got to point people to Jesus, right? Because ultimately it's like, it's one thing to have a road sign, but it's another thing to have a road sign that's actually pointing to the truth. Otherwise, it's just pointing down the road. And so we do, we, yeah, it's great that the conversation is happening, but obviously it, it's a lot of urgency to, to really tell people the only thing that's going to set them free. Yeah. You know what, what you got all types of different beliefs out there, you know, and it's yeah. like, I'm, I'm like, whatever's going to help the mental health, I'm going to preach Jesus till the day I stop breathing. And so that's my, that's my deal. But I just don't want if they're not going to believe in Jesus, I just don't want them to kill themselves. I don't want them to stay, to stay trapped. So I'm like, whatever helps, just, just talk about it, do whatever. But, you know, I'll, I'll tell you what, what worked for me. And I wake up every morning loving life and wanting to live, you know, it's not perfect. I do battle sometimes depression, but it's like, you know, but that's it. You know, the world's a fallen place and it sucks because it, what, what's hard for us, mine and uh, your guys' jobs is because a lot of these people have the religious mindsets, you know, mm-hmm. and they are or, or, sorry. They, they have experiences that the religious people have impacted their ability to choose Jesus, you know, right, yeah, or the things sure. in the media. And so we're fighting against that. You know what I mean? And it's so hard. But uh, but, you know, we just keep going and. The yeah. Lord's going to break through in a huge way on this planet, you know, and he's going to just start turning lights on, like understanding and revelation is going to hit the, the masses. I totally believe that. And every time that we go and and really do our events, big or small, it's just it's it's just it's it's hitting, it's plucking away at that, you know, and right. then this big old wave is going to come. I totally believe that. It's about like I think we talked about this uh, before, but making the you taking advantage of the platform God gives you, you know, not wasting any opportunity. I think that's really something I feel all the time is I don't want to, I, you know, I see the world's on fire. Lord, help me not to waste opportunities that you give me, you know? Yeah. And then, and then I think what you said, Brian, that's, you know, we, something we say a lot on this podcast is that it's a lie that people don't want Jesus. They just reject a false version of him. You know, they reject this version of him that says, you have to make yourself clean, that it's all about a social club, being better than other people, or on the other side, a Jesus with no standards that doesn't care about anything that that is compromised. We want to present the real Jesus, that he's powerful. He loves you as you are. He loves you completely, but he also is powerful enough to change the stuff that's destroying you. Yeah. Uh, and so this is the Jesus that people want to see, because my experience is that when they see who he really is, it's amazing how they come to him. And so that's the battle, right? It's getting past the false versions of Jesus to the real person that he is. Because when my experience is but when people see that, they, they want to come. And, and, and that's the best. That's why we do what we do, right? Dude, that was so well said. I, I love everything you said. It's not a social club. It's not. Yep. It's, it's, 
it's a relationship and he actually makes you a part of him and calls you a piece of his body when he yep. brings you in and then you start That's to amazing. change he yep. starts you start to change from his life and it's it's so it's so cool but it is it's not for the faint of heart though it is it's a difficult thing sometimes it's like it's free to get in somebody told me yesterday it's free to it's free to c- come to Jesus, but then it'll, it'll cost you a lot to be be made like Him because He yeah. He changes us through suffering and blessings, and so. But that's yep. that's another that's another. That's podcast. a gr- that's a great <laughs> statement, actually. Yeah, that exactly. Really, yeah, really a great statement. Yep. And uh, so, Brian, just just so we don't take too much of your time here, how can we how can we pray for you? How can people be praying for you? You are really on the front lines in a lot of ways. And I can't even imagine the amount of stuff that you come up that comes against you. And so how can we as your brothers be praying, but then also just the larger listening audience, how can we be praying for you? Just that my butler would get everything in order. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. And and that, that, I said filet mignon, you fool. Yeah, and I, Nigel and I was saying find, that. Yeah, he I can't was seem telling to me. find the right color Lamborghini anywhere. I know. <laughs> so, no, I'm just joking. Fuchsia uh, <laughs> is tough to find. Uh, I, I would ask for this season to just to pray for my documentary to be um, to get a an, the most awesome distributor as yep. we can. We're playing at Nashville Film Festival and Dallas Film Festival in May, Great. and uh, and it's the it's the story of um, of my life, um, some of Corn's life and and start and and like from the beginning to where we are now. Interviews with those guys backstage passes and then to my daughter's life it's really a it's really a backstage pass to 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 like personal things you know and it's and the the main story now is me and my daughter's life and corn is like the backdrop and so it's really unique and i would just uh, that needs to go out because it's gonna it's gonna really touch people and so I, i appreciate prayer for me covering for me and my daughter and uh and for that movie to to go out and have a huge impact yeah. Well, can I pray for you, Brian? Yeah, please. Thanks. Lord, thank you for Brian. Lord, I pray that this documentary will be amazing, that it will have a huge reach, that um, all these different projects that, that uh, he's involved in will be, they, they will have your, your breath on them. And Lord, I pray for his daughter. Lord, I pray you'd bless her, Jesus. Lord, I just thank you for this brother. I thank you for the great example he is and for the just the example he is for so many people. And, and I ask that you'd use him in, in, great, in greater measure, Lord. I pray that the, this next season for him will be the most fruitful that he's ever had, that you'll give him even greater opportunities to tell people about your love. Protect him. Keep your angels around him, Lord, and let him fill him more with your Holy Spirit, Jesus. You said yeah. how much you want to give the Holy Spirit to those who ask. And I ask that you'd give yeah. not just him, of course, me as well, and all of us more of your Holy Spirit. Yeah. In Jesus' name. Please, Amen. yes, yes, yes. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. I'm yeah, well, thanks for, for uh, thanks for coming on, giving, giving us some of your time here, Brian. It's it's awesome to be able to talk to you. Yeah, I love you guys. I miss you, and uh, and I look forward to, to connecting soon. We'll probably get at least something going on this year. Yeah, yeah for, for sure. sure, man. I, I, I've missed out. i got to, you know, we'll have to figure out a, an excuse to get together. Let's do it. Let's All do right. it. Well, thank you for listening to the Provoke and Inspire podcast, kind of a special random edition. Uh, we hope you enjoyed it, and uh, we'll talk to you next time. 
Thanks for listening to Provoke and Inspire, the official Come and Live podcast. To hear past podcasts, go to comeandlive.com. Got a question for the guys? Send it in to provokeandinspire at comeandlive.com.